2: The makers of Johnson's Wag for Home and Industry presents Fibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie, with music by the Kingsmen and Billy Mills Orchestra. <laughs> Now then, a lady asks me why I don't say more about one of her pet Johnson products, Johnson's Cream Wax. Well, perhaps I have neglected it, but I'll try to make amends. Cream Wax, you know, is the wax polish that was developed especially for furniture and woodwork. It's a white liquid that does a remarkable cleaning job, cleans as it polishes. Women like it particularly for cleaning and protecting light-painted woodwork, though it's equally good on dark woodwork and all furniture. And for keeping a white refrigerator thick and span, there's nothing better. Dirt, spots, and fingerprints are whisked away instantly when you apply Johnson's Cream Wax. It requires a minimum of rubbing, leaves a satin, smooth, dry wax finish that protects tabletops, chair arms, in fact, all furniture and woodwork, against minor scratches and stains. Cream Wax brings out all the beauty of the wood grain. And of course, like all wax finishes, it does not collect dust as do ordinary oil furniture polishes. Next time you're shopping, get a bottle of Johnson's Cream Wax and try it on your furniture and woodwork. Statistics show that happy marriages result from A. mutual love and respect, B. a measure of economic security, and C. the ability of a wife to keep her little pink mouth shut when she sees the old man trying to do a job she could handle much better herself. Like just now, as we meet Fibber McGee and Molly.
4: No, that can't be right. This leg must fit into this socket. Here.
5: Ah,
4: dead rat, that dead rat. If I ever meet the lemon head that invented the folding ironing board, you'll be wearing an off-the-face nose, believe me.
6: You're still 75% right, McGee. Keep trying.
4: What do you mean, 75% right?
6: It has four legs. You've only broken one.
4: Well, doggone it, look at the cheap wood they made this thing out of. It's just a piece of punk with knot holes.
6: Well, it was the best ironing board they had at the Bon Ton McGee. Cost
4: $5.95. $5.95? For this worm-eaten, wobble-footed, loose bolted, cross-grained collection of dripwood? That's right. <laughs> well, anybody that'd shell out that kind of dough for a Ruth Goldberg contraption like this is just the kind of a bird brain that. <clears throat> hey. Is this the one that. Yes, dearie. Oh.
6: The one you picked out yourself.
4: Uh-huh. <laughs>
6: For my birthday.
4: Mm. Oh, oh, well. Ah, there. <laughs> I knew I could get it set up I kept at it. <laughs> but what makes it so much lower on one end?
6: Well, maybe because you got the legs folded the wrong way. Huh? Here.
4: There. Oh, thanks. <laughs> oh, and that busted leg don't even wobble, see? That's because it's cross-braced so strongly.
6: Yes, I know. Mm,
4: thing is built like a skyscraper. Light but sturdy. <laughs> when I buy something, baby, I buy quality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could have got the 375 kind, but I says to myself, I says, it isn't every day a guy buys his wife an ironing board, I says, so why not go first class? I says. <laughs> so I lays 595 on the line, and what have we got? A wobble-footed worm-eating loose <laughs> bolted. <both of
5: them.
6: laughs>
4: <laughs> ah, I was just kidding about that. This is a great little ironing board.
6: Well, what are you gonna do now that you got it up, dearie?
4: I'm gonna press my blue serge suit.
6: Oh, why don't you let me do it, or beulah?
4: No, I like a razor crease on my pants, and a woman ain't got the strength for it. <laughs> Besides, i got to sandpaper the seat a little bit.
6: (laughs) Sandpaper the seat? Mm -hmm. Are you losing your grip on chairs?
4: (laughs) My trousers are getting too shiny. (laughs) Fellas at the Elks have started calling me little glitter britches. (laughs)
6: Look, dearie, why don't you take it to the tailor? The next thing I know, you'll be cutting your
4: own hair and filling
6: your own teeth.
4: The tailor got too uppity with me. That's why I'm not taking it there. Wanted 65 cents just to press a suit.
6: (laughs) Did you want it pressed for some special occasion? No,
4: but a guy always needs a dark suit, and if an occasion come up suddenly, I didn't want to be caught with my pants down at the tailor shop. (laughs) McGee, he's been charging 65 cents for 15 years. Exactly. That price is outmoded. With modern equipment, he can afford to do it for 50 cents, and I told him so. And he said? Oh, never mind what he said. (laughs) It would have been a physical impossibility anyway. (laughs) Better move the ironing board over by the window. To do an artistic job, you got to have a good North light.
6: Well, you better get started. It'll be dark
4: very soon. Okay, just as soon as I move the ironing board.
6: I don't think it'll fit in that space by the window, McGee. Oh,
4: sure it will. Look,
6: McGee, look out for the end table. What oh, end table? Oh,
4: I'm sorry. That lamp seriously broken?
6: <laughs> it's nothing that can't be fixed for six or seven dollars. Don't worry your curly little head about
4: it. Uh, let's see. I'll need a cloth and a pan of water, some sandpaper, and uh, what else do I need to press a suit?
6: Well, <laughs> maybe I'm just being a little silly, but uh, how about a flat iron?
4: Oh, oh, my gosh, yes, the flat iron. I was uh, gonna... Is
6: something the matter, Mrs. McGee? Did I hear something fall? Uh, hello, Alice. Uh, it was nothing important.
4: No, just knocked over the end table in a fit of temper, Alice. You know how I am. Always flying into a rage and throwing furniture around about.
7: Oh, creepers, Mr. McGee. I never knew that. You always seemed so good-tempered to me. Oh, he's awful, Alice. He threw his brother down the stairs once. Not really. That's
4: right, Alice, my brother, Byron. He come in the house and started to hang up his coat and there wasn't any coat hanger in the closet, so he calls upstairs to me and says, Hey, Fib, where's all the coat hangers?
6: And McGee threw him
7: downstairs,
6: the coat hanger. <laughs>
7: oh, you're just fooling <laughs> But I know a boy named Rocco DiMarco Who has such a terrible temper He always counts to ten before he says anything Well, I don't take long Well, he's a Latin and always counts in Roman numerals He says I, 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 V, 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 I, V, I, I, V, I, I, I.
6: McGee ought to learn to count to ten in Gaelic. Uh-huh. Then when he gets his Irish up, he can get a down again.
4: <laughs> I can count to ten in Gaelic now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> <clears throat> Incidentally, Alice, a guy called you up. Says he was a Lieutenant Aldrich.
7: Oh, that's Skippy Aldrich. He's a flyer. Mm-hmm. And creepers. I never knew what they meant by a pursuit pilot till I met him. <laughs> Did he leave a message, McGee?
4: Yeah, he said to tell the mouse... Uh, That's me. Oh. To tell the mouse that he was chartering a crate tonight for a special hop. And if you didn't put him on oxygen, he wanted to fit some special equipment to your port wing.
7: (laughs) That stuff makes sense to you? Oh, yes. He meant he was renting a car tonight for a big dance, and if I didn't give him the air, he wanted to give me an engagement ring.
6: Heavenly days. Hmm. I just get to know the steering gear from the radiator on an automobile in the airplane (laughs) around.
7: It's discouraging. (laughs) Well, if he calls again, Mr. McGee, tell him the field has closed in and we're not operating tonight. Tell him I...
4: You might as well answer it, Alice. For all the calls I get, I might as well be an unlisted number.
6: (laughs) You're not as pretty as Alice, dearie. Hmm. Well, it
7: might be for me at that. Hello? Yes, this is Alice. Oh, hello, you sweet thing. Yes? Well, you're simply a pet to call me. I certainly get a charge out of hearing your voice, honey.
4: The way she's buttering him, he must be a cigarette salesman. Bye.
7: Oh, you wonderful man, you. Of course, I'd love it. I've never had a fox fur jacket. Ah, oh, let me talk to him when you get through, Alice. <laughs>
4: Quiet, Mrs. McGee.
7: Oh, I think you're just too sweet for words. Remind me to give you a great big kiss. Oh, what Creepers. A real fox fur jacket. Oh, but darling, will it be all right with your wife? Oh, my God. Now,
3: just a darn minute, Alice. We
7: don't let that come. Oh, excuse me a minute, dear. Please. Mr. McGee, I can't hear. Oh, I can't. Hear. Well, you have it delivered anytime you like, Angel, and thanks a million. Goodbye, Grandfather.
5: <laughs>
7: what what were you saying, Mr. McGee? Huh?
4: Oh. oh, nothing, kid, nothing. Well, one side, girls, i got to press my pants. <laughs>
2: The orchestra plays Tico Tico. <laughs>
4: What are you doing? If you're making out the Christmas list, don't forget those anti-tuberculosis Christmas seals.
6: This is uh, just a little memorandum, McGee. Why, what do you want? The
4: pliers. Where's the pliers?
6: I am the slightest idea, dearie. Hmm. You were using them last night to crack those hickory nuts, you know.
4: Hmm. Must have left them down in the basement. Oh, well, I can put this ironing cord back together with my fingers, I guess.
6: What's the matter with it?
4: Oh, I just tripped over it and broke it. Just, <laughs> just in one place here. but Having an instinct like I got for electrical stuff, I... <laughs> Oh,
6: my gosh.
4: Did you see that flash?
6: Why, if you'd have been a horse, it would have killed you, dearie. Did you get burnt?
4: Just my eyebrows a little. Boy, what a spark. I'll bet our light bill just went up about eight bucks.
6: That's all right. All the lights in the house blew out, so we'll save money till you put in a new fuse.
4: I will as soon as I get ready to press my suit. Now, let's see. I got the water, the iron... The sandpaper. The cloth.
6: Come in. Oh, hello, Dr. Gamble.
0: Hello, Molly. Hello, McGee. May I sit down a minute?
4: Sure, Doc. Spread yourself out.
0: What's the matter with you?
4: (laughs) Your eyes are kind of baggy at the knees. Uh,
0: I was up all night last night. Delivered four babies. Two boys and two girls. Very discouraging.
4: What?
6: Why discouraging, Doctor? I think it's wonderful.
0: Uh, Just thinking ahead, my dear. Those two girls will probably grow up and marry those two boys which means that 20 years from now, two doctors will have to get up in the middle of the night.
6: Ah, <laughs> oh, you poor lad. It certainly keeps you on the go with so many doctors in the service, doesn't it?
0: Yes, I'm like a man who's running too fast. He's got to keep going or he'll fall flat on his septum.
4: Uh, the racing board give you enough fuel to make your round, suck?
0: Well, I can't complain. They give me enough gas to go around and tell my patients what to do for theirs. <laughs> Sometimes I, I wish I were a streetcar conductor.
6: Oh, I wouldn't say that, Doctor. As it is, when people give you a ten dollar bill, you can keep it. As a conductor, you'd have to give them back nine ninety five and a dirty look.
4: Yeah, but he could spend the rest of his life telling people where to get off. <laughs>
0: I do that now. I browbeat and insult people, trying to make them live sensibly, or just live. Mm-hmm. And the minute I go out the door, they laugh and say, isn't he a sweet old character? Say, by the way, it's getting dark in here. Why don't you turn some lights on?
6: Well, uh, McGee blew a fuse, Doctor. He was trying to fix the cord to the flat iron.
0: He's going to press a suit. Why doesn't Goon Boy take it to a tailor? <laughs>
6: Doctor, he thinks the tailor overcharges. He wanted 65 cents to press the suit, and McGee thought he should do it for 50. And he should, too.
4: He's got all modern equipment, presses a suit in a third of the time he used to, and charges the same high prices as he used to.
0: Why, you little
4: cheapskate.
0: Who's a cheapskate? To give you a short answer, you are. Oh. If in the course of my professional activities, McGee, I should encounter a sick nickel, I'll call on you. You can really nurse them. (laughs) Well... I've got to get back to the office. It's probably full of headaches with people attached. Good day.
6: (laughs) Isn't he a sweet old character?
4: (laughs) He's a sweet old fathead. That's what he is. Thinks I'm a cheapskate simply because I refuse to be Jet. Hey, raise that window shade a little, will you, Molly? It's getting pretty dark in here. You raise it, McGee. You're taller. Oh, okay. Flipped out of my hand. Now the cord's stuck. Better let Mother do it, dearie. Those window shades are tricky, you know. No, 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 I can do it. My gosh, if I haven't got brains enough to pull down a window shade, I ought to
5: Well, that's
4: better, sweetheart.
6: Now it's much lighter in here. (laughs) (laughs) And it will be for several days.
4: No wonder there's a paper shortage. They're making window shades out of it. I hardly touch the thing when it's... Hello, folks. Hello, Mr. Wilcox. Hi, Junior. Want to get your pants pressed? I'm about ready to go into business. Hey, Molly, get Junior my bathrobe so he won't be embarrassed when I go to practice. No,
2: no, no. No, thanks. Anyway, I can't stay that long. I just wanted to show you this.
6: Heavenly day oh. what a beautiful sampler. Oh. What lovely needlework. Who did
4: it?
2: I did. Huh? Sure. Made it for my wife for Christmas. Oh, she'll love
4: this, Waxy. And that's a wonderful motto.
2: <laughs>
5: I never
4: heard that motto before. Read it aloud, Molly.
6: Home is where the heart is. We love it evermore, particularly with Johnson's glow coat on the floor. <laughs> Isn't
2: that nice? Yep, been working on it since last April. I wanted to say linoleum instead of floor, but I couldn't think of a good rhyme for linoleum. Oh, shut it's practically the same thing, Junior. Yeah, but Johnson's self-polishing glow coat is made primarily for linoleum floors. You may possibly have heard me tell how it brings back life and brilliance to faded and worn linoleum, how easy it is to apply.
6: Yes, yes, we may have.
2: Mm-hmm. That's one of the strongest possibilities I've heard today.
6: <laughs>
2: In fact, I was hoping to make a sampler with three verses and tell how you just pour out a little glow coat on the linoleum, spread it around with a long-handled applier, let it dry for 20 minutes or less to a sparkling protective finish. I didn't have time before Christmas. Oh, I think your wife would have waited for it, Mr. Wilcox. Yes, and I'm sure we would have. (laughs) Hey, where'd you learn to do needlework, Waxy? Well, when I got married, my wife wanted me to give up polo. And, gee whiz, a man has to do something.
6: Why, of course, Mr. Wilcox. And there's nothing like a couple of chuckers of tatting to keep a man in condition.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You ought to see the needlepoint golf bag I'm working. Hey, Hmm? what do you got in your hand there, pal? Oh, this...
4: Oh, just the window shade, Junior. I always carry one of these around. (laughs) (laughs) Just in case I want to peek at somebody. (laughs) You're sure you don't want your pants waxed pressy? Or your your pants
2: pressed waxy? No. No thanks, pal. I gotta get home and finish my sampler. I got three rose petals in the upper right hand corner to do. (laughs) Yeah.
6: (laughs) McGee, why don't you learn something useful like that? Heavenly days, you can't even sew a button on something. Well,
4: you've got to look for motives in a thing like that, Molly. What could you say about glow coat on a button?
6: <laughs> well, there's that, of course. And when are you going to start pressing that suit?
4: Well, it's too dark now without an electric light, and besides, the iron wouldn't work. Hey, run down and slap a fuse in the box, will you, Molly? No, oh, wait a minute. Here's a penny. It's worth a dime at least, Jerry. I'm not paying you for the errand. I just suggested you put the penny in instead of a fuse. I've heard about people doing that. No,
6: not me, McGee. I may be hanged, but I'll be hanged if I'll be electrocuted.
4: (laughs) I'll use a fuse. Okay, suit yourself. Hey, bring back a couple of shingle nails when you come back, will you? This ironing board's getting kind of wobbly again. All right. Okay. Ah, there goes a good kid. Does she scold and nag just because I mess up the house with a project like this? No, sir, not her. Will she give me little digs about it for the next six weeks? Yes, sir, I'll bet she does. <laughs> my gosh, you know. Come in. Hi, Mr. Oh, hello there, Keeney. I haven't got time to punch the bag with you now, sis. I got an iron suit. Oh,
8: why? Well, I just,
4: hmm? I says I got no time for a small talk, small fry. <laughs> I got a pressing engagement. <laughs>
8: I <laughs> guess my daddy was right, I guess. Your
4: daddy was right about what?
8: You are, better. What
4: did he say about me?
8: <laughs> he said your team song ought to be bright in the corn where you are. <laughs> <laughs>
4: now, your old man's quite a comic, sis.
8: Mm-hmm.
4: I'll bet he could get a great laugh with that gag if he had somebody tied down and was tickling their bare feet with a feather while he told it.
8: <laughs> My daddy's a nice man. And he's going to get me a little pony for Christmas, too, I bet you. Oh, he is, huh? Hmm?
4: I says he is, huh?
8: He is what? He's going
4: to get you a pony for Christmas.
8: Gee, is he really? Oh, goody, goody, goody. <laughs> Doggone it, how do I know? I don't uh, see no either. I haven't told anybody but, but Santa Claus yet. Well,
4: no, <laughs> I wouldn't lean too heavy on that, sis. You given any thought to how Santa Claus could get a pony down through your chimney?
8: Oh, <laughs> He can do it, I bet you. <laughs> Yeah. He brought a piano down to it last year for my sister, he did. <laughs> yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you can take the legs off a piano. <laughs> a pony ain't come <laughs> Pony ain't come apartable. <laughs> Why don't you settle for a puppy or some goldfish?
8: Well, I got some goldfish, but I would like to have a puppy. See, I guess I'll write 10 and another letter and tell him that. Hmm, what kind of,
4: yeah, what kind of puppy do you want, this?
8: One of those little low Mm kinds. My daddy says they look like their mother was frightened by a taffy (laughs) pull.
4: Oh, a dash one. Mm
8: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I know just where Santa Claus can get one, too, I betcha. Where? At the Empress Movie Theater. Mm Mm-hmm. I saw the sign they had up. Why,
4: that theater just shows Western pictures, sis. They don't sell puppies.
8: Maybe they're giving them away or something then. What makes you think so? Well, gee, they got a big poster up in front that says, Get a Long Little Doggy All This Week. So long, mister. I got go to go after the
2: letter. And here are the King's band who sing, Why Don't You Kiss Me.
1: He took his little chick for a quick little walk Here's the plea he made Quote Why don't you kiss me like you kissed me When you kissed me like you kissed me When you kissed me, kiss me, kiss me last night Why don't you tell me what you told me When you held me and you sold me On the moon shining bright You set my little heart a-zoom I'm only human, I said But now you're different you're indifferent, got me so mad I could yell. Well, why don't you hug me like you hugged me when you hugged me like you hugged me when you hugged me last night? Why don't you thrill me like you thrilled me when you filled me, you filled me with that silly little thrilly delight? Why don't you give out with that fire that a fireman just can't fight? You kiss me when you kiss me like you kissed me when you kissed me last night. Between the groaners, the tuner crooners, and the glamour boys with all their glamour manners, I'll admit that my chances are slow Like you kiss me
4: when you kiss me like, you
6: kiss me when you kiss me last. Like. Oh. Well, now that the lights are on again, McGee, are you going to press that suit? You
4: bet I am, Tootsie. I'm going to put a crease in them blue serge pants that'll cut through a solid wall of human flesh when I go Christmas shopping. Hey, did you see the crowds at the Bontown lately? I says, have you seen the... Hey, Molly! Oh, huh.
6: I beg your pardon, McGee. I wasn't paying any attention. What'd you say?
4: What's that you're writing, anyway? Don't tell me you're starting that diary again.
6: <laughs> no, sweetheart. Not at this late date. Diaries are for people with no one to confide in. I have you. Oh, shucks, thanks. And you're much easier to read than my writing.
4: You <laughs> <laughs> can't understand that, me being such a fine type. <laughs> well, here we go. What are you doing now? Going to move this ironing board back by the wall so the light quartering getting too dark outside to use the window. Well,
6: I wish you'd make up your mind just for it. McGee, watch the end of the board. Oh, I know what I... What'd I bust? The window.
4: That's what I thought. <laughs> Sounded like a window.
6: Better stuff something in it or we'll freeze before morning. Uh,
4: maybe I can get the hardware man to come over and fix it. Hand me the phone. Here. Thanks. Hello, operator. Give me Anderson's hardware. Where have you been lately, Mert? <laughs> I missed you. Oh, dear. How's every little thing, Mert? Tizzy. Your uncle... Joined the Vegetable and Delicatessen Dealers Businessmen Symphony Orchestra. Well, good for him, Mertz. What does he play, McGee? Sweet potato. <laughs> Doubles on the dill piccolo. Okay, Mertz. I guess they must be closed. Well, thanks anyway, Merch. We can hang a blanket over for tonight, Molly.
6: I wish we could hang a blanket over this whole afternoon. Thank <laughs>
4: Well, you're not sore because I wouldn't let a guy dip me out of 65 cents, are you, you No, know,
6: sweet, but look at this little memorandum. Hmm? Broken ironing board, $5.95. Broken lamp, $6.50. Light fuse, 5 cents. New window shade, $1.25. New window, half. Light bulbs, $2.00. Repair in table, $3.00. New extension cord, $0.89. Cents. Total, $21.14.
4: <laughs> yeah, but you got to remember, 65 cents comes off of there for pressing my own suit. <laughs> when did you do that? Why, just... Oh, my gosh, I haven't done it yet, have I? Well, I'm getting right at it. Where's my. Oh, hey, Beulah! Oh, Beulah! You may modulate your tone,
6: sir. Beulah is here. Uh, Beulah, Mr. McGee wants you to bring down his blue serge suit.
4: Yeah, we're going to press it, Beulah.
6: Yeah,
3: sir, but that blue serge suit. Well, for goodness sake, what's going on here? Tycoon? (laughs) You mean a typhoon, Beulah? Yeah,
4: a tycoon is a big businessman.
3: I don't mean to insult your friend, sir, but no businessman, I don't care how big, got any business wrecking a house like this. It's
6: going to take me three days to get it back in shape for human habitation. Well, Mr. McGee had a few little accidents, Billy. You know how he is, all thumbs, elbows, and hips, and two left feet.
4: Well, my gosh, this is a lot of fuss about a couple of busted light bulbs and a broken window. Anybody think I took a hammer to your emerald necklace?
6: I haven't got an emerald necklace. We ain't got no hammer either. Hmm? Mr. McGee left it on the running board of the... Oh, my God, it's confusing here. <laughs> well, Mr. McGee was getting ready to press his blue serge suit, Beulah. And
4: sandpaper the pants, too. They're getting so shiny, if I ever tore them, I'd have seven years' bad luck.
3: <laughs>
4: seven years' bad luck?
5: What <laughs> I love that
6: man. And, well, uh, Beulah, if you <laughs> Bring down the suit, we can wind this whole unfortunate episode and make a well-dressed man out of my husband in the bargain, if you call this day a bargain.
4: Come on, Bueller, let's go. How about bringing down my blue serge suit? It's in my closet. Uh, excuse
3: me, sir, but it's hanging in the kitchen. The cleaning man just brought it back. Brought it back? Yeah, I-, I said it out last week on a kind of look so awful, and they charged six bits extra. Seventy-five cents extra for what? Well, the man said it was for refurbishing and renovating the posterior portion of the nether garments. <laughs> So
2: they're all, all, sandpaper oh, and bales. If your linoleum floors could talk to you, they would probably begin about now to ask for a little extra protection against the wet rubbers and galoshes that winter brings. And I have an idea they'd probably say, thanks for the glow coat. You can so easily give your floors extra protection these days with Johnson's self polishing glow coat. You can renew the glow coat film as often as necessary with a minimum of work because, as you know, glow coat needs no rubbing or buffing. It shines as it dries without any work from you except spreading it around on the floor with a cloth or glow coat applier. If you're doing some war work, and who isn't, all the more reason for using labor-saving glow coat. Linoleum manufacturers themselves recommend this way of caring for all kinds of linoleum surfaces. They know it makes the linoleum last much longer and give greater satisfaction to their customers.
6: You better get a new suit. This blue serge is just about shot.
4: Gee, I hate to get a new suit without cuffs, too. Besides, this old suit has paid for itself many times over in nickels. In nickels? Yep. You go into a telephone booth and start to put a nickel in the box and you drop it. So, you just laugh because you know you'll find it later in the cuff of your pants.
6: Wouldn't it, uh, <laughs> wouldn't it be more delicate, dearie, if you said one would find it in the cuff of Juan's pants? I don't like that personal note. Huh?
4: Oh, yes. <laughs> Excuse me. Good night.
6: Good night, all. <laughs>
2: This is Harlow Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson & White Finishes for Home and Industry, inviting you to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. This is the National
0: Broadcasting Company.